0: So, uh, this is Barbara Slavin of the Atlantic Council and Holly Dogris of the Atlantic Council. Uh, We're going to talk about the assassination of the Iranian nuclear scientist Mohsen Fakhrizadeh on Friday and what the implications of this rather shocking event are. Uh, Holly, um, it appears that the Israelis did it. They're not claiming responsibility, but everything points to them, don't you think? Certainly. I mean,
1: this is very much the hallmark of the Israelis or what we assumed was the Israelis during the 2010 and 2012 um, assassinations of Iranian scientists pre-JCPOA. So this would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, as as I've written in a recent uh, op-ed in the New York Times, the context is very different. You know, back in between 2010 and 2012, uh, Iran was led by Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. The the nuclear program was really advancing very rapidly. Iran was enriching uranium to 20% of the isotope U-235, which is uh, a big step toward weapons grade, not not at weapons grade, but close. uh, And of course, they had a large stockpile of uranium, and diplomacy was was really stalled during that period. But now, to do it now. Why do you think the Israelis, assuming it was then, are doing this Well, now? it
1: seems to be more related to the incoming Joe Biden presidency, as you've mentioned in your op-ed for the New York Times. Um, this is a, a hit at um, diplomacy, essentially. There's concerns that the Biden administration would return to the Iran nuclear agreement. And there's also this possibility by doing so, there would be sanctions relief and give Iran more ability to um, act on what is being called malign behavior in the region. And so there's concerns there. And I think that one of the other things we should consider is that the fact that U.S. President Donald Trump had actually said, um, not said, but had actually sought options to strike Iran just weeks ago, according to the New York Times. So this very well might be one of those options that he sought instead so there's a lot of um uh, a lot of issues here sorry i'm
0: like losing it i'm a little late here at this time (laughs) Mm. (laughs) keep going it's fine no there are a lot of issues and a lot of uh uh concerns, I think, about what more might be done. Um, you know, uh, after all, we have until January twentieth when when Biden will take over. My fear, frankly, is that the Israelis are just going to, you know, do as much damage as they possibly can before Biden comes in. and uh, figuring that the Iranians do not dare retaliate, because they're desperate for sanctions relief, and they want the United States to rejoin the JCPOA. It's, it's a really yes, scary game of what,
1: chicken. Barbara, what do you think the Iranians' game plan is from now to the Biden presidency? We've seen hardliners already talk about revenge or hard, harsh revenge, as they've said when Qasem Soleimani, its force commander, was assassinated in January.
0: So where are they going with this? You know, it's it's interesting because this assassination on top of Soleimani's assassination, on top of shooting down the Ukrainian airliner by mistake, these are big black eyes for the Iranian, uh, for the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Uh, so, you know, I've been trying to figure really, you know, does this hurt them in a way more than strengthen them? And does it actually support more pragmatic factions who say, look, we've got to get back into, into a relationship with the United States. And a relationship with Joe Biden, frankly, is the only way maybe to put the brakes on Bibi I think Netanyahu. that's a very
1: valid point. And so where do you think the Biden administration might go with this, assuming this doesn't escalate into um, military strikes or an all-out war with Um, Do you see them going with diplomacy or a a JCPOA plus plus? I've heard people floating around or returning to the original deal.
0: Well, look, my own view is that they should go back into the original deal and then begin immediately to talk about building on it. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously the U.S. does have some leverage, but Iran has leverage, too. And even if Iran shows strategic patience for the next month and a half, if Biden doesn't come back into the deal come January 20th, that will strengthen the hardliners who will say, look, you can't trust the United States, you can't trust Joe Biden. And, you know, there's always the option that Iran could actually build a weapon, which it has never done after a program that has lasted more than 60 years, you know, where Israel. India, Pakistan, North Korea have all developed nuclear weapons. Iran has not. So I really hope that this kind of behavior on the part of Israel uh, will not provoke Iran to go down that route. That's the last thing. And is there anything else you would like
1: to emphasize before we close this discussion?
0: Well, I see that our time is ticking down. Uh, So I will just once again say that diplomacy is the only thing that has shown an ability to put a real cap on Iran's nuclear program. Mr. Fakhrizadeh is replaceable, as are all the other people that Israel has assassinated over the years. Uh, And all this has done is deepen the enmity between Israel and Iran, which frankly serves no one in my uh, humble estimation.